Hi guys, welcome back to You Get The Gist. I'm your host Dirty and today it's a new moon in Scorpio and also today it's fucking Mercury in retrograde. So um, yeah, let's make the best out of this troublesome times or let's say those fruitful times if you see the bright side of things and let's just get straight into it. First off, you might have noticed that the video is missing from this episode and the only reason for that is truthfully it just takes so fucking long to to edit all of those videos and i just feel like the quality of my content has went downhill ever since i tried the video format because i've just been focusing so much on taking the right shot on sitting straight on having like i don't know my face talk and sit right having my hair in place the lights like oh my god listen up so i don't have the best lighting here but right you might have noticed that i don't and i have tried to make the best out of it with the lamps on the fucking ceiling with every little lamp that i had in this house i tried to put it in front of me i felt like i was in a fucking what do you call that in a in a greenhouse where you put the plants at really high temperatures that's how the fuck i felt every time i had to film a video and Sometimes, it was like two or three times, I guess, I spent over half a motherfucking hour trying to fix the light before I even started recording. So can you believe that I did not even want to record anymore after that? And I was just like, girl, I was swearing left and right. And then the the next second, I was supposed to talk about something spiritual. So the whole environment of it, the whole energy of it was like, just like very aggressive and had a negative hint to it and so I just didn't feel like doing that to myself no more plus the results were no different than from my audio files so the I don't know the audience didn't grow and didn't shrink it just kind of stood like at a constant same and I have put so much work into those videos and it's not to say like I'm giving up or whatever I'm just fine-tuning the type of content that I want to bring out with you get the gist because frankly this is a podcast and I know that I am pretty sure that most of y'all didn't even watch my videos and didn't even you know give a shit about what the video looked like but I did and for the wrong reasons and so recalibrating and getting back into my balanced energy towards my podcast I have decided to do whatever is best for me and that is just to record in a comfortable position in my onesie not looking perfect with uh, hair and makeup done feeling comfortable not having to set up the lighting the lightings or whatever the fuck and so this is it this is my comfortable self back for you and therefore I really feel the energetic shift and that I am going to be able to give you more valuable content and valuable advice that is not so thought through like it's not planned out and what ever like it's just just like how that old episodes used to be like back in Greece back in Munich and yeah just listening again to those to those episodes I just remember damn this is not what you get the gist is anymore so I really want to go back to that and so here it is I hope that you embrace the change and that you see the positive aspects of it 
even though you cannot see the video anymore, you got the gist. <laughs> and so I have decided that in this video, in this video, <laughs> in this audio, <laughs> In this episode, we are going to make a Q&A. I have asked you on my Instagram stories to tell me any questions that you have, any topics that you would like me to touch upon or you would like some more, you know, some more advice on. And some of you were nice enough to give a reply. Some of y'all were just like silent observers. So just like a small heads up next time when I ask a question on Instagram I'm not asking it myself I'm asking it to you guys we are a community let's feel more connected and I actually am excited for your answers no matter the question and yeah just like share with me I share with you everything so reciprocate the energy girl all right, all right, I'm going to shut up about it. I'm just going to get right into the very first question. How did you get to your topics and insights? Well, the topics that I talk about on the podcast and the insights that I have are just pure um, experiences and emotions that I am going through. It is always what is going on in that specific week in my life. And it's just like a digital journal that I have. It is me sharing what I have learned over the course of a specific time, what I, what valuable information I take along the way and what I feel like is valuable to pass on to somebody else. I'm really a strong believer in the fact that we are here to serve each other and we are here to help each other in, in any way possible that we are gifted enough to give and therefore it would just feel like I'm... I don't know, like I'm egoistically keeping everything to myself if I don't just share all of the wisdom that I have learned for myself. Like I get excited if I get if I get to know something uh, new and I'm going to tell you about something new that I have learned over the past week, but like towards the end of the episode. As of right now, we're just going to go on about the questions. But this is basically how I started off having you get the gist about those specific topics. Next up, how do you manage to stay focused? I have implemented the belief that um, you are going to struggle either way and you are going to have to sacrifice something either way. And I just kind of choose my struggle. Either way, it's a struggle to be productive or it's a struggle to always be procrastinating. And I always and gladly will choose number one. I would rather have... I don't know, too much work on my plate and have some time to work it off instead of just like die of boredom and not take any action. It's just it's just my ascendant being Aries that um, gets me going all the time and that never lets me settle. I am convinced that focus can be trained as well. So if you say that you're not very motivated in your day-to-day life or... Um, you don't feel like energetic enough, you always feel sleepy or you don't even want to wake up and get out of bed in the morning because you are not looking forward to what stands on your plan for the day or because your attention span is like so small and you always get distracted. I'm just going to say that you chose the wrong struggle. That's always going to be my answer as in the truth about how the world is works is that you 
have the possibility to decide where you put your energy and where you put your focus on and if all you focus on is oh my god I'm so tired I am so you know I I lack so much passion it's because you did not invest time in trying to even figure out what gets you going and what gets your heart to beat faster and it's just you robbing yourself of your own of your own opportunities, of your own potential that you have, of your own gifts, out of boredom, out of laziness, out of, I don't know, feeling indifferent about your life. This is something that we talked about plenty of times in the last weeks over the last couple episodes. And I'm not going to back down from it and say whenever the moment comes in your life when it will feel more comfortable to change that is the moment when you are going to start to really put in the inspired action to work towards a different life for yourself because as long as you feel comfortable in your misery you're not going to you're not going to move you're not going to change anything and you know that and I know that so If you decide to stop playing yourself, you are going to start to feel more focused and motivated because you know what you are going to work towards. You know why you put in the work, what you do it for. You do it for yourself, for your life, for your happiness, for your fulfillment. And so, yeah, I am standing on the stance that focus can be trained. Next up, we're going to switch up the topic a little bit. How do you handle a toxic friendship? The friend who is always negative and always criticizes you. I feel like this is a really good one as I've had my own experiences. Being on both sides of this friendship, you have to be reflective enough to figure out if maybe you are that negative friend or if you have that type of negative friend around you. So... If you, let's say you are not that friend, let's say you are the good friend and your friend is the, is the toxic one or the negative one. Um, handling such a situation, for me, I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of clear that you have to put a cut to it, that it is not going to work. And I'm speaking out of experience because I had two such friendships and one of them is still tattooed on my legs. So, um, you know, we do make mistakes, but we learn out of them. And the um, what I can tell you about that is that it does not matter how long, how much, how hard you work for it. That negative friend is not going to change their mind about you. Maybe you have implemented some beliefs and some, let's say, behavioral um, situations around that friendship or around that person that just feel familiar so the toxicity feels familiar that's the same with romantic relationships and with family you feel really connected to the person due to the experiences that you you went through together and that is why you kind of feel like no I cannot cut this person off because we have history and or because she's my mother because she's my best friend because he's my boyfriend so obviously I, I just have to kind of suck it up and continue going as it is but let me tell you even for the toxic person it's toxic and it's not healthy for none of y'all so even if it might hurt and even if you don't want to hear it the only way how to handle a toxic friendship is to end it I am going to be that radical because I do not believe that 
you can really work through something that has become toxic. Even if you have a toxic trait and you are that toxic friend, you need to sit your ass down, have a look at all the misbehavior that you have been showing up with and you have to lay that person down in within yourself that always pushed you to do those negative things and become your new best self. So even... You know, I also used to be that toxic and negative friend to another person and that person ended up ending the relationship with me and that was the best thing that could have happened for both of us. First of all, for her because she was rid of me and that was absolutely fine. At first, I was really, really hurt and I felt, you know, I felt all of the negative aspects that I could have felt because I just did not blame myself. I did not see the wrongdoings that I was doing towards her but after some time of reflection I did see so many mistakes and so many missteps that I have taken that I was embarrassed of myself and feeling that really made me want to move and want to change and want to become a better person and as of today um, I have asked for uh, forgiveness, I have apologized and we are on good terms again and that doesn't mean that we're friends again, it just means that we're like on civil terms with each other but we're not like actively in each other's lives. So it really has a lot to do with letting go as well, you are letting go of that toxic person that is maltreating you over and over again or if you are that person you are letting go of who you used to be of your bad behavior you are learning to be a new person and you are learning to start to lead a relationship the way that you want people to treat you in relationships as well you don't even have to rationalize why exactly that friend of yours is always negative and criticizing you And you know why? Because that's none of your business. It's their internal issues with themselves that they project upon you because you're probably close to them or closest to them. And if you always project everything upon your friends, you are going to know deep down the type of issues that you have to work through. And by being cut off, you have a lot of time and solitude. You have a lot of time to reflect. And that is when you find out what you have done. Fuck around and find out. And... Then you work through it, become a better person, and start better relationships. It's easy. It's it's it doesn't get easier than this. Moving on to the next question. What are your tips for more clarity? Alright, so if there is one thing I know about myself, it is that whenever I felt trapped in my situation, let's say in my job or in my living situation, I always took physical distance in order to seek more clarity so when corona hit and I couldn't go and move to Canada and I was like forced to stay home and be um, like be at home all day because I lost both of my jobs due to like the restrictions I did not just sit lazy on my ass and like cry around all day maybe I did for the first two weeks you know a girl has to adjust as well but then I was looking for a solution and the solution for me was to pack my bags and go away to another country and I stayed in Greece for four months I worked there I made new friends I made new experiences I learned so much about myself and then my life took a whole different course than what I expected it to be four months prior before moving to Greece and 
when I hit rock bottom again in at the end, no, at the beginning of this year in in March, I did quite the same thing. It, funnily enough, <clears throat> I went back to Greece to um, take care of my mental health and to also take care of my physical health because the one was deteriorating so bad that it was kind of showing on the physical side as well. And so for me, it was always taking some distance and taking time away from the issue. Not because I was running away from the issue, because obviously there the, the issue was still existent, but I just took some time to reevaluate things, to to kind of start to see things out of the bird's eye perspective. Because being inside the issue always just leaves you with a tunnel vision and it doesn't enable you um, the broader perspective you cannot see the whole horizon you cannot see the whole all all the the whole spectrum of colors and shades of the issue and if you are not able to leave for many months or like for a long time I'm sure that you are able to leave at least for a weekend and to just take some time away from the problem, take some time away from the issue and believe that the answers will be brought to you as long as you are open to hearing an answer. If you already think that, yeah, I already know the way, I don't need any guidance, then you're just playing yourself because whenever you are met with an issue that is just far too much to bear, you always have God, the universe, divine intervention you always have something that you believe in that will deliver you the answer or or will um, show you the way that you have to go from here in order to find that answer to put it in a nutshell to get more clarity you need to distance yourself from the situation or from um, the issue at hand and be open to divine intervention and divine guidance all right so the next question is why do some people not get away from their addictions? For example, cigarettes and coffee. Well, as I said before, because it feels more comfortable being in a familiar state, being in your comfort zone and not stepping out of it. And even though you know that those things are bad for you, they somehow feel good. It feels good to like to like swim in the misery and just like go with the flow of unhealthy behavior because you already know what it feels like and so that's just the only comfort that you have you are seeking comfort in the familiarity even though the unknown in the situation of being addicted to let's say substances the unknown state is would be a clean state and because it is unknown and because maybe you will have repercussions at the beginning of you know starting to uh, be clean are going to be very uncomfortable that is why you don't step into this unknown territory for you and that is the only thing that i can say about addiction i don't have a big opinion on those because i don't have a physical addiction and i'm very grateful for that and so yeah you just have to step out of the comfort zone even when it comes to addiction all right the next question we have here is How do you manage insecurities? Insecurities come from a place of limiting beliefs. And I have talked more than enough about limiting beliefs. 
And so I do believe that insecurities have been planted into our minds in order to keep us small. If we have planted them ourselves into our minds because we just lack some self-love, that is the first step that you have to take in order to, let's say, get past your insecurities. Those things live in your head rent-free and it's time to kick them out. It's time to kick the unwanted guest out of your house and your house being your mental health, being your self-love, being your territory, your temple. And those intruders are just here to steal your joy, to steal whatever you have more valuable and most valuable in your life, which is like your happiness, your fulfillment, your good sense of self. And so if you see your insecurities just as something that needs to be gone, then you will start to work through your um, work through your limiting beliefs through the five practices that I have taught you in the other episode of mine. I think it was like two episodes ago. And uh, if you really struggle with insecurities, like on a on a bigger spectrum, I really do advise you to take those advices seriously and to put them into practice because an advice that is just heard is very cheap but an advice that is really put into practice is priceless excuse me if i am kind of like rushing through the questions i just really want to give an answer to most of those and frankly some of the answers are just kind of double because i just feel like self-love really is key to so many different issues in your life like if you really put a view on that if you really put your finger on it and say addiction could be solved with self-love, um, insecurities could be solved with self-love, a toxic friend could be like a relationship could be solved with self-love and you really think about it and you elaborate on it, you will also come to the conclusion that I am right and that what I'm saying is really powerful as self-love is the most powerful kind of love that you can give in general like yeah obviously you can love your kids because they are your kids you can love your friends because you choose them and learning to love yourself is not a given and not everybody loves themselves and learning how to deeply and truly do so is going to solve most of your problems and so um that is why I'm keeping some of the questions short. And so let's just go on. How can I train my discipline? Self-love. And I'm saying that because if you have a specific goal, let's say you have a career goal, you really want to open up your own online shop, you want to sell your handmade, handcrafted, um, homemade products, but you're a bit too lazy to put your ass down, learn how to build a website or get a website builder to do it, um, buy all of the all of the materials that you need for your goods in order to to like create them. And then also sitting down, taking time and really creating those products. If you don't feel disciplined enough to do all of those things, then you don't want to create them enough you don't want it bad enough, you feel comfortable in your 9 to 5 job and you know that it's going to be stressful 
doing your side business on the side next to your full-time job, next to your partner, next to your kids, next to your other responsibilities that you have in your life. And so that is why you're not disciplined. But if you truly have a goal that is a non-negotiable, that there is no way around it, there is no way in hell that you're going to continue your life without your goal. That is when you will feel disciplined, man. You will not need trick one, two, or three. You will not need a little practice to train your discipline. What you need is steel, strong will. The brain is always going to try to trick you into more comfort. So it would always try to make you feel tired, make you feel lazy, make you feel like procrastinating, make you feel like you would rather socialize with your friends instead of putting in the work because it just kind of feels uncomfortable and it kind of feels like I'm hustling so much and I'm like not getting an instant gratification out of it. And so that's why I don't want to put in the work. I don't want to be disciplined. I, don't, I just want to procrastinate. And um, you have to be stronger than those little impulses from your brain because if you see yourself from a bird's eye perspective and you are there as an observer upon you, you will not have all of those little thoughts and feelings. You will have the objective view. You, as a person, want to build your own business and to do so, you have to undertake step one, two, and three. And so you will. But if you look at yourself from your own subjective point of view, you will know, um, yeah, but I feel tired today. Yeah, but I was in a, in a conflict today. Yeah, but I'm really tired today. Yeah, but I just want to chill today. You will always find excuses and you will always find a reason why not to put in the work today. And so by for example meditating you can um let's not say split but you can kind of have this out of body experience where you observe your thoughts you observe your emotions you just let them pass and you see that they are just here as passengers and they're just here to kind of give a small mood a small like spice to the whole thinking process and there's not more to it and your willpower is supposed to be a lot stronger because that and putting in the work is going to truly bring you to your aim to the end of the line to the finish line and on top of mount everest so please do yourself and everybody that can benefit from your work the favor and don't give in don't give in to the emotions, distractions, thoughts, moods, anything that is going to take you off track. Don't give in to any of those worldly obstacles that are only here to hinder you and always keep your goal right in front of your eyes and your willpower strong. We have two questions left and both are, let's say, relationship questions. They are um, kind of linked in a way to your partner so the first one is what are the most important things to make a relationship work well see I have had my experiences with relationships some of them were good some of them were fucking terrible and so <laughs> I feel like I'm in a good place to let you know that a relationship is only going to work if you love yourself there is always that saying, if you don't love yourself, you cannot love your partner. 
or like how can you how can you love somebody else if you don't even love yourself and that is true maybe you fixate on that other person because that is the only source of love that is known by you you don't even know what it feels like to receive love to receive through love better say because all you do is give out love but you give it to the wrong person in this case because your love that you are giving is yours but you don't see that the love that your partner is giving you is their love and you think it's yours i don't know if you if you can kind of follow my train of thought but i will try to elaborate on it a bit more what i mean by that is your emotions are yours you feel them you give them and they are inside your reality inside your head inside your heart just because you love someone doesn't mean that they feel that how many times did you love someone and didn't have the reciprocacy in that how many times were you rejected so just because you love someone it doesn't mean that they feel it they feel their own love they feel loved through the things that you do for them through the um, behavior that you show towards them and that is how their own love grows inside and so when I tell you that you have to love yourself first in, o- in order to make a relationship work, I'm talking out of experience because I have learned to love myself when I was 22. And that was just three years ago. And before I did so, I only obsessed about my partners. I really held on tight to this idea of romantic love being like the end level of love that I am allowed to feel and that it, that feels like so euphoric and it made me high on emotions because it just was like a drug I was high on dopamine and it was not healthy it was not healthy at all I was emotionally attached to somebody that was not that was actually healthy and I was the crazy one and now I can look back on the situation and say that yes I did my own mistakes as well I was too reliant too clingy too much like seeking for love because I just didn't give any of it to myself I just showered my partners in my love and that was about it and the moment when those relationships ended and I was left there empty-handed I felt like I had given them, I have ripped my heart out of my chest and given it to them. I just kind of realized that I did a mistake. And that is, why did I give my heart to somebody else even though it's mine? Why didn't I give it to me? Why didn't I feel like I was worthy of my own love? Why was everybody else worthy of it but not me? And so when I learned what true love truly is about... That is also when I found my partner that I don't emotionally rely on, that I don't obsess about and he still feels very much loved and that is because I give him my love, I kind of show him my emotions, I show him my behavior and I love myself so much that I don't need his acceptance, I I basically don't need him to reciprocate my love because I have... I have more than enough for him and for me and also for my family and friends. So if you want some piece of it, just text me and DM me, whatever, and I will give you a piece of it as well. So 
I really do think that to make a good relationship work in the long term, you really have to look out for yourself first. Even if it might seem like it's not really a team effort, it really isn't. Starting and leading a healthy relationship, in my opinion, is not a team effort. It is you working on yourself to become this best partner for your partner because you also wouldn't want to be with someone that is emotionally unstable, that cannot look out after themselves, that cannot um, go on a few hours without you, without crying in the corner for hours and just like waiting for you to come back, how Patrick was waiting for Spongebob to come back from work. And that's just not the type, the type of healthy relationship that I know of. It's just not that's attachment oh and moving further in the relationship when you feel like you are being disrespected or your partner is like acting funny and not giving you the type of treatment that you want loving yourself enough is going to enable you to see through the bullshit to see through the gaslighting and to see through all of the little schemes that might be happening uh let's say on purpose or not on purpose consciously or or subconsciously and uh, it will it will enable you to either make a cut in there because you're doing it for yourself or it will make it visible for you that hey we have an issue that we got to work through in order to continue from here on and the last question is do you think starting a business with your partner or your family is a smart idea There are a lot of people that have a very strong family bond or a really strong romantic bond that made them want to start a business together. But from my own experience, I would say no, because there is this saying that says that you have to... um, You have to draw a line between business and love or business and friendship, business and family and all of that. And I'm a firm believer of that. As soon as money comes into play, people change. And I'm saying people change because most people are not nearly as reflected as they should be, nearly as spiritual as the requirements would require of them. And so I think that it can be very detrimental for a lot for a lot of sets of couples and family members and if you don't have that spiritual connection if you don't have that deep understanding for who you are and for who your business partner is i don't think that is going to work and if a business goes to shits and you have to like break up the business it's going to hurt a million times more when it's from a family member or from a romantic partner and also you have this extra risk of breaking up with your partner but still having a business together just like you do when you have like a a child together and it can work I'm not saying that it's that it's uh, that it's a black or a white thing it can work yes but preferably I would not choose to do that and I will choose not to do that um, out of out of the reasons that I have just named. All right, so those were the questions, but at the beginning of the episode, I told you that I wanted to quickly talk about a thing that I have learned this week and that is I have been working 
on trying to become less frustrated, less angry, less agitated. Because as a person that gets angrily on a day-to-day basis, it's just not fun to continue living like this, right? And I have found a small app. This is not an ad. This is not an ad. I'm just really sharing my interest with you. I found this really cute app. It's called Ahead. And it helps you deal with emotions. It just teaches you emotional intelligence. And I really love it because it's like full of facts. And it's not just like hocus pocus bullshit. It really is facts. It's techniques, it is um, tips, it is lessons, and I really, really love it. So it really did teach me quite a lot about where my anger stems from and why I get angry. And it's never the reason why you thought that you're angry. It's always the trigger that you had that led you to being angry. But that will be a topic for a different episode. I just wanted to let you know, if you also deal with frustration and anger or like, let's say, reoccurring negative emotions, check out the app. It's called Ahead. It's like a cute purple character picture on the app. It's really adorable. I love it. And yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 recommendation. All right, guys, if you love the pod at least half as much as I do, then please rate it five stars on Spotify and Apple podcast. Share the pod on Instagram. Go and check out the the, uh, TikTok channel, the YouTube channel, the Instagram channel. Help the podcast grow so that more and more people can be drawn into our self-development journey, into our group into our community of like-minded people let's just grow as one and let's just continue passing on our wisdoms and having some fun while doing so i'm sure that by the end of this episode you got the gist bye